1: Welcome to the all Nick Holden free Blue Shirts Breakaway Edition. You could hear the church bells ringing. We're free, Gregory. Say hello.
2: (laughs) It's just funny because we spent. It's fitting that we did the Bruins last. Because we spent the entire time just talking about Ryan McDonough trade scenarios. I don't even think we made a joke about, well, if you don't want to pay for McDonough, we could always just give you Nick Holden.
1: Right. Like, we we were like shitting on Nick Holden, though, to him, to Dan Ryan, who came on the podcast, like just a mere 24 hours ago. We we're like, man, you don't really want that. We actually asked him to take Nick Holden from us.
2: <laughs> and he did. And, he, and he, did. He, did this, he did. He did this thing where he gave us stuff in return, stuff I like. I, okay, first off. Yeah. Can you believe it?
1: Honestly, what you think about it, I know Drew Way of the Wooshers Breakaway said we'd probably get a third rounder for Nick Holden. But in your heart of hearts, did you ever believe that would happen?
2: After the Capitals gave up a third round pick for Michael Kempney, I started to believe it because they're similar players. The difference is nobody was asking Kempney to be a top pairing defenseman. Whereas the Rangers were constantly asking Nick Holden to be a top pairing defenseman. I
1: mean, the Bruins got a top pairing defenseman for a third rounder. That's a bargain.
2: A third, a third rounder, and uh, Rob what? O'Gara. Yeah, and O'Gara probably seventh, a, cal, a seventh defenseman on a on a eighteen. More likely Hartford depth in the long run. I oh know no, he's boy, get he's, some run he's run. playing with the NYR. He's a mass boy. Yeah, well, why not? I mean, again, this team is not trying to win a Stanley Cup this year, so why don't you see what you have with Rob Ogara? Just play him, put him out there, see what you got. In the long run, he's probably a seventh a seventh guy or someone you stash in Hartford, but there's no harm in just playing him right now. Not what, ma- not mad about lose? it. You don't lose anything. Nope.
1: And a third-round draft pick could turn into something. You don't know. Could be nothing. But the fact that the third-round draft pack was draft pack, draft pick was given to us is actually ridiculous I feel so bad for Boston Bruins fans thinking that was just they're like okay we're gonna get McDonough actually we got his partner
2: Nick Holden okay so there we're we're not gonna talk for an hour about this because as much as we want to do a victory lap for the fact that Nick Holden is gone from the Rangers um I guess before we talk about the ramifications of this trade let's let's do one more Nick Holden why he didn't work with the Rangers and We've said this about a couple guys in the past, and I think this applies maybe most to Nick Holden. I don't think it was Nick Holden's fault that it didn't work in New York. I just think he was asked to do too much. Did He's it? not a top-pairing defenseman. He shouldn't have been on the ice in crunch time against the Ottawa Senators in the playoffs Oh, no. no. No, he no, no, w- no, no, no. He was put in positions to fail. And we've said this about other players that have played under Elaine Vigneault before, but I think no one really signifies – being put in a position to fail quite like Nick Holden. I, I, I think Nick Holden is a perfectly capable third-pairing defenseman in the NHL. And I think if that's what the Boston Bruins wanted, I think they paid a fair price to get that. But Nick Holden was so mismanaged here in New York that I think it started to impact him a little bit mentally. His game definitely started deteriorating this year. And I think it's because this guy was just being – overexposed overused and not used to the best of his ability you know what last year I
1: think this is fair to say we trashed Nick Holden a lot on last season this season we didn't have time to trash him because there was a bunch of other garbage fires going on with this team but it's he had noticeably worse and that's because he was playing against better opponents that's just it's just that simple Greg
2: it, it's it's that it's also the fact that Ryan McDonough hasn't been Ryan McDonough this entire season. So so, when, so yeah, if you're gonna put if you're gonna put a le- if you're gonna pair Nick Holden with someone that isn't peak Ryan McDonough and ask those two to play top pairing minutes against other teams' best lines, it's gonna look like shit. And that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, but it's-
1: but Greg, I don't think you're thinking what the Bruins are thinking. They're gonna put him on the power
2: play. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that doesn't make it, it, that makes so little <laughs> sense because the Bruins have two of the best power play quarterbacks you could ever dream of. Just a they bunch of question marks. Tony Krug. Like, what are you just going to have a third power play unit that you don't need? Like, what power play unit is Nick Holden going to go on? Nick Holden has four power play goals, I believe, and they're all from last season. Counterpoint, though, Ryan. Counterpoint. Maybe, maybe the Bruins are doing what we've always thought a team should do with Nick Holden. They're going to play him on the wing.
1: That's what I was thinking. I was thinking all day, like maybe. They have a secret weapon. They really just got a, a third-line winger
2: for yeah, a third-round draft pick. They acquired a top nine forward, not a top six defenseman.
1: Right. And Four. when you really think of it that way, not a bad deal.
2: Yeah. And finally, again, before I we do we have some ramifications I want to talk to you about. I wrote about them, but I want to verbalize with you about them a little bit. Please do. Uh, um, but before we do that, one more shout out. Rick Carpinello, this guy <laughs> on Twitter has the audacity to say, well, Holden was used on the top pairing because the Rangers didn't have any other options. And then when people list literally every other option, he's like, well, they tried that and it didn't work. Nick Holden had more than 580 minutes on the top pairing. Nobody else I think had more than 83. That's not really trying anything else. That's something happened to Nick Holden or Ryan McDonough. So now McDonough's playing with a different person for short periods at a time. And it adds up. I, I just that guy, man. I, I, got, yeah. I got nothing beyond that. I'm just gonna leave it as that guy, man. Okay, okay, Coach.
1: Great job. Hey, <laughs> hey, Greg. Quick question: Are yeah, you man. watching the team every day? Are you at Ooh. practice? Are Is you? He? Are you? No. Are you?
2: <laughs> are you covering this team? I don't know. I just I, the 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 okay, Coach comment warmed my heart so much because Carp was playing Coach. That's what he was doing. <laughs> he was playing coach. And then I come back with a different coach take, and he just says, okay, coach. He, it's just the hypocrisy in that comment blows my mind. And if people were wondering what in the world would we be yelling about on podcasts now that Nick Holden is gone, we still have Elaine Vigneault. We still have Cody McLeod, and we have Carp. We have plenty. There's plenty of ammunition. If you guys thought we weren't going to be able to be angry about anything anymore, I do I have good news for you? We have plenty. All right. That. We can save a longer rant about that guy for Monday.
1: Oh, I, I want to continue that rant. I'm going to miss shitting on Nick Holden.
2: I'm going to really miss oh, it. Oh, I wasn't even talking about Holden anymore. I was talking about Carp. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I got a lot more to say about Holden.
1: I'm going to miss it. I really am. Because there's two people that have really taken the whip on Blue Shirts Breakaway the last two years. And those people are, I guess, three if you count Dan Girardi. But we always had a, like, a respect for Dan Girardi at the end of the we day. sure did. sure did. Dan Girardi was another guy we just felt bad about. I just feel bad. Nick Holden, I don't feel as bad. I know that's crazy. Um, but And and it's really just Nick Holden and AV at the end of the day. Alain with the gum chewer himself, who's still here for the time being. But, for the time being. For the time being, absolutely. But Nick Holden, man, I'm going to miss crapping on you, watching you give bad turnovers, watching you not take directions. And that, that terrible mustache of yours, I'm really going to miss it. And I know by saying all this, you're going to win a Stanley Cup, and I feel shitty about that. So congratulations.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just, it, is, it is perfectly poetic that the last image we will have of Nick Holden in our lives as Ranger fans is Tony D'Angelo trying to defend a two-on-one, sees a back-checking Nick Holden charging down the ice, pointing at Claude Giroux for Nick Holden to go cover, and Holden just ignoring that assignment to go after the man that D'Angelo is already covering. That is the perfect Perfect encapsulation of everything that was Nick Holden as a New York Ranger. There's
1: th- there's nothing better. No, and that that and of course the Ottawa Senators game when he was in front of the net and he like just let that guy sit there.
2: Sure did, Nick Holden. Gonna miss you, buddy. There's just Good like a few plays
1: in Ranger history. And I know I talk about this all the time that are just stuck in my head, and that's one.
2: Well, don't forget the time against the Canadians when he just legitimately fell down. <laughs> it, was a, it was a two on. It was a two on none because he tripped yes. on the shoelace at the blue line. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that God, was another one. God, God, God bless, bless him. God bless God bless Boston for taking that on. Good good luck to you, sirs. Hey, uh, you want to talk ramifications, Ryan? I would love to. You start. Okay. So step one, uh, the biggest ramification this has on the Rangers, and I think to me it's pretty obvious. This takes the Bruins out of the running for Ryan McDonough. And when I say that, it doesn't mean, well, they got Nick Holden. They don't need Ryan McDonough. You don't need two first pairing defensemen in one trade. That's that's outrageous. Uh, it's not that it's the Bruins aren't giving up a third round pick and a l- lesser prospect for a guy. They're just going to stick in the press box. They acquired Nick Holden to play him and they didn't exactly have room for two new defensemen. And it's not like Nick Holden is going to just leave the lineup. So realistically, the Boston Bruins are not going to be shopping for a top end defenseman, not at the level of Ryan McDonough. That. That they've made clear with this trade. And if that's not going to happen, then I would say the odds of Ryan McDonough getting traded before Monday, in my mind, went from about 75% to somewhere around Hmm. 50-50. See, I I think... Oh, go on.
1: I'm mixed here. Because for... Steve Valakad, who we respect very much and we love dearly, um, believes that he'll end up in Tampa Bay. And I also feel that way. But I, I... by trading Nicholson to the Bruins, I, I've, I saw Steve say that, you know, this gives us better leverage on Tampa Bay. And I kind of disagree because this gives up the pressure away from Tampa Bay to be like, okay, now who are we bidding against?
2: Really? Right. It does, you can look at it one way, right? Um, I tried to run through the lists of potential places that Ryan McDonough can still go to. Um, Tampa Bay is the clear number one. I think if McDonough gets traded, I'm 100% with Valley. It's going to be to Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, we talked with Murat yesterday. Winnipeg is sitting right there with all the pieces if they wanted. We just really haven't gotten the indication that that's the move they want to make. And the third team is Toronto. And for the longest time, Toronto has kept saying, we need a right-handed shot. And Ryan McDonough is not that. So while their need for a defenseman is immense, Ryan McDonough is not the right defenseman. And we talked about that with Arvin. We've we've talked all the – this is why – It was great doing these trade talks with everyone because we have an idea of what the hell we're trying to figure out now. This jigsaw puzzle is starting to look a little bit like the box on the cover. Um, It makes sense for Tampa Bay to still be in. The only pressure I would say Tampa Bay has on them is Nikita Kucherov is about to get really expensive. And if you want to push your chips all in, you do it for a guy like Ryan McDonough. And unless Tampa thinks that Carlson is realistic and it doesn't seem that way because now the senators want to attach Bobby Ryan's contract to any Carlson trade, which by the way, weird, in a sense, weird. Um, I think it's, if they want to make that trade, they're going to trade him at the draft. They're not trading him before the deadline, because I don't think anyone wants to try and do that kind of cap calculation midseason. season. Um, it does feel like Ottawa is shooting their potential return in the foot because we shouldn't be surprised. The most important thing to Ottawa is money, uh, but at the same time, it's a little jarring to hear we have the best trade chip in the NHL, and instead of getting the best package in return for him, we're going to just try and shed as much salary as possible.
1: That's I don't funny. know. How that's why I think that's, that's weird. Possible. Because listen, you got ready to make a because of money. You're trading Derek Brassard now almost for sure, and then you could get your biggest return right now probably. I mean, Carlson yeah. Carlson is a otherworldly player. Beat
2: it's, the New York Rangers you know, on one foot, Greg. I watched it with my own two eyes. You know what it's like? It's like if the Angels were like, hey, we're willing to trade Mike Trout, but you have to take Albert Pujols with him. Uh, yeah, I mean, the answer is yes, by the way. But Right. Well, the answer for Carlson is still yes. You're still going to take Bobby Ryan with him. The, it's just you're not going to make that move midseason. And, you, and you're not going to get the same return that you want. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you won't. Um, but anyway, the McDonough point if it's going to happen, it feels like it's going to be Tampa and the pressure now isn't, can the Rangers leverage the Bruins and lightning against each other? I guess the pressure now is Tampa realizes they need to make a move on the blue line. There are only so many guys available. Do they want to make the big move and go for a Stanley cup run this year? Or are they content with making a marginal upgrade and just going with what they got a healthy Victor Hedman a top line of Stamkos and Kucherov that is playing out of his world. Vasilevsky, who's been phenomenal. The Lightning, by all means, have the pieces to make a deep postseason run right now. It just feels like Ryan McDonough's the guy that can put that over the top. And they have the pieces to make the trade. Um, I will say this. I think it's going to be hard to get Sergeyev without a second bidder. I think the Lightning can... Here's what the Lightning can do. The Lightning can be like, here's our best offer. We're not moving off it. If you like it, we will take Ryan McDonough. If you don't like it, we like our team.
1: I See, if I'm the, I'm biased because I'm a range fan. If I'm the Tampa Bay Lightning, this is my year. And I know it's my year. Yep. So I'm going in. And right.
2: And th- you and I, you and I agree on that. I'm just, I'm trying to play a little devil's advocate. If you're the Lightning, you now know your biggest competition for acquiring Ryan McDonough has been eliminated by the team that has Ryan McDonough, by the way. So, you can go to the Rangers and say, this is our package. You like it? Great. If you know, we'll talk at the draft. And we're going to roll the dice with what we got this year. Listen that's to, that, listen, that's Tampa, all I'm trying to
1: say. I know you, listen, I know all the GMs around the NHL listen to this podcast. That's obvious.
2: Yes, uh, clearly.
1: Listen, Tampa, you got to do this deal. You got to get it done. You owe it to your fans. You sell out the stadium every single night. Rays baseball is an utter disgrace. You can own Tampa. Have you seen the Bucks? They're terrible. Just (laughs) trade for Ryan McDonough. You know you want to. It's not like you're giving up these amazing prospects. They're pretty good, I guess. (laughs) You know, a little bit of first-round pick, which is going to be, first off, late-round pick if you win the cup. Throw it out there. It's probably a late-round pick. And then from there, you know, just like a prospect or two. I think we're good. And you get not one, wait, and now stick with me, Tampa GM, not one, but two years of Ryan McDonough.
2: That's right. So that's that's the McDonough impact, right? It, it's basically, we agree, it's down to the Lightning. If the Lightning want McDonough, they're going to get it done. If they don't, I think Ryan McDonough will be a Ranger come Tuesday next week. Um, a little bit more micro impact. The trade definitely guarantees John Gilmore is not leaving this lineup. It definitely uh, does. Even, even when Mark's, I'm not 100%, I mean, Mark Stahl's skating now, which is great. But I'll see, I'll believe it when I see it.
1: Come on, Mark, um, take a seat. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm not saying that is as like I don't wanna see like I, I know Mark Saul has been tough, was sorta of suitable at points this year. Take a seat, Mark. It's there's no reason to hurt yourself right now.
2: John John Gilmore's place on this roster is just affirmed now. I don't I don't think we have to worry about him going anywhere. I don't really think we got to worry about Neil Pionk leaving the lineup anytime I, soon I, either. I
1: definitely there's two people I want to play the rest of the season. That is Neil Pionk and that is Pavel Buchnevich. That is all I want to happen, if you have to give them the puck every possession, please do.
2: Oh, I want—I'd say I would put Gilmore in that conversation as well. I want to see as much Gilmore as possible. That guy's been opening my eyes. Okay. Um, the but this trade guarantees that the young guys are going to get to stay in the lineup, and we're going to get to see someone like Rob O'Gara. Wow! someone good. like Rob O'Gara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Jeez, when's my when's my bar mitzvah?
1: Uh, next week. Well, it could be today. Um,
2: Happy Nick Holden my, bar mitzvah. We're going to see someone like Rob O'Gara get a shot. I, I think at some point we will see Ryan Graves finally get his shot. I I bet you. I bet you. Well, two things about Graves, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The Rangers want the Wolfpack to make the playoffs. I, they? I think they've yeah, I think they've made that pretty clear because they loaded that roster with AHL veterans. Also, brought brought somehow Lea we didn't Anderson. talk
1: about how Leah Sanderson and, and Heedle are definitely not coming up this year because we didn't mention Perfect. that on the podcast. Perfect.
2: Yeah, great. Perfect. Thanks. Le- Thank Le- God. Le- let the ALC roll over to a year. I think they want the Wolfpack to make the playoffs. And they realized they needed to get a look at their top echelon defenseman from Hartford, which is why D'Angelo Gilmore and Pionk are here. But Graves is that tweener tier. Where the Rangers definitely want to look at him in the NHL, but they also definitely want the Wolfpack defense to be competitive. Mm-hmm. So I think he's kind of stuck in limbo. Um, That's but inter- I think interesting. We, before the year's out, I think we're going to see Ryan Graves, especially if a McDonough trade happens. I would say if it, if Sergeyev is not coming back in the McDonough trade, uh, Graves is the guy that gets
1: the call. better fucking be coming back. That's all. I'll how, say. Great, how great? Ah, uh, um, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so Sign Golden trade. Up. Holden trade uh, complicates McDonough, keeps the kids up here. Gives someone like Ryan Graves a chance to play, and and
1: doesn't give the ability to Elaine Vigneault to play Nick Holden, which an incredible bonus.
2: Yeah, what do you think the top pair is going to be? Who do you think slides in the Holden? Well, that's the thing. Holden it's... hasn't even been playing top pairing minutes recently. No, I think
1: it's got to be Shea, right? Well, Shea's already up there, right? That's what I'm saying. So Shea, I think Shea McDonough. If 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 McDonough stays on the team, if not, mm. I think you got to run and hold me back. But I think it's gonna be Shea Pionk.
2: It'd be nice. That's nice. It'd be real nice. I
1: like. I would like to see that develop. Like yeah, these guys, these guys that are I'm trying to come happy. back. Like the season's over, dude. Like don't hurt yourself, Mark Stahl, Chris Kreider. Like these guys are established players. They know. We know what they are. Get ready for next season. I know you want to play. I yeah. know you're a competitor. You have contracts. You're not playing for a contract right now. Chris Kreider just signed. We're good.
2: You know who you know who you know what? D'Angelo might be playing with Gilmore now, and I think that's gonna be a super intriguing. I like their chemistry. Background. I really do. Oh, uh, there's so that's so much speed. That is just an insane amount of speed. I would love to see Gilmore D'Angelo and see what happens.
1: I'm kinda giddy right now. Like I'm kinda legitimately happy. I'm excited. Yeah. Um and I this is gonna sound blasphemous. I'm very much hoping for a nice return on this Ryan McDonough trade that I think will happen. I know you're 50-50. I'm a
2: little bit more than you. That's fine. I Look, I if McDonough's traded, I hope it's for the right package. That's really what it comes down to. Now, who do you think is traded next?
1: Rick Nash.
2: You don't think Grabner before Nash?
1: No, I think Rick Nash, supposedly Nashville has it really out for Rick Nash right now. So, uh, I think that trade's going to get done.
2: I wonder if it's one of those things where... The Rangers kind of did this with Holden, so they took away a guy that wants. They took away a team that wants McDonough to put the pressure all on one team to get it done. I wonder if the Rangers trade Grabner to someone like the, uh, not the Maple Leafs. I'm trying to think, not the Predators. Someone like the Blues. Like they move Grabner to the Blues, so that takes the Blues out of the running for Nash, and now they're staring Nashville dead in the eyes, saying, "Blink, motherfucker." give us what give us Fabro, and we'll get this deal done
1: all right we're wrapping this this up for for now thanks for tuning into the nick holden emergency trade church bell podcast sponsored by not News. and uh greg
2: i'll say this i think i think we should lay off that joke
1: okay that's fine i said not News. it's over the whole that whole joke one podcast it's over now done
2: i think we're done with it
1: it's fine but i think it was good during the time um but it was offensive we will say that. <laughs> it definitely
2: was. It wasn't, wasn't our uh, – we showed our immaturity with that one. We'll say that. Yeah. I think and that's... If, 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 if it rubbed you the wrong way, genuinely, I'm, I'm genuinely sorry about it. From,
1: from a guy who legitimately wrote his thesis on suicide prevention in college, I am genuinely sorry.
2: Yeah, not our <laughs> uh, finest moment.
1: Definitely not. Uh, but in the moment it happened. And I even – never mind. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh,
2: no, moving on. Moving on. We're, so here's, here's what it comes down to. Uh, We got six days before the deadline. Yep. We got three guys we probably have to trade before that deadline. We might be talking three more times this week, Ryan. I don't know if I want to talk to you that much.
1: I was going to ask, do you really want to talk that much?
2: The funny thing is, uh, let's inside baseball for people, and then we'll get out of here. Mm -hmm. Ryan and I legitimately had a conversation today. Um, Ryan's going to be in Chicago for actual deadline day, and we're trying to figure out how to do a podcast while all that's going on. And we're trying to figure out our day's, to do a quick test. And every night we're like, ah, well, I got plans, but I'm on call. And by <laughs> on call, we mean if someone gets traded, my plans won't happen. Yeah, I'm very aware. I,
1: I have to figure out a way to talk to Greg for 20 minutes. <laughs>
2: yep. I, my whole plan is to see Black Panther on Thursday. And I was like, well, if Rick Nash gets traded on Thursday, I guess I'm going Friday morning. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll figure it out. But uh, we, hope, we hope to talk three more times this week. I want three more trades.
1: Also, Four if you include I, day or night. I will be available at two o'clock Chicago time on Monday. Oh, dope. I talked to my oh, then we're bo- good.
2: I talked to my boss. So. We're good then. That's yep. perfect. Because I'll be home for more. Yep. And the deadline will be it, at be, three o'clock. It,
1: it'll be actually at three. So we will be recording and I will do my best to post immediately. Uh if you're listening to this now and you're a regular listener, you're probably there's probably a few of you listening. Uh that podcast won't be our I know you've realized our podcasts recently have all been over an hour and thirty minutes. Don't ask me how that's been happening, but it has been. Uh this next one will not be that that incredibly long podcast you're used to
2: no and full disclosure we we likely won't have a guest it'll likely just be ryan and i reacting to the last week of trades just to summarize it all
1: and then uh, but if you're like man i really want more rangers talk great news the week after may be our longest podcast of all time so
2: yep (laughs) multiple guests we're doing a big state of the rangers
1: uh yeah like four guests so uh stay tuned
2: yeah i can think of four right now that we have lined up stay
1: tuned for that that podcast is going to be probably two hours long Jeez. Uh, <laughs> including some, some, some favorite special Sheesh. recurring guests. Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs>
0: Sheesh. All right, let's get out
1: of here, man. Uh, right, let's this is go. a good one.
2: All right. Nick Holden, pour Be- one out for my homie.
1: Yo, pour one out for holds. Nick Holden, holds. my friends. Holds. Holds. Yay. And like Adam said, it's said, really, you really holds. feel solid when you see Holds over there. Uh, <laughs> and when, over there, guy. I mean Boston. And that's when I feel Boston. solid.
2: Boston. Boston, enjoy. Get the duck boats ready. Let's go. Let's go. Bye-bye.